The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Republican lawmakers push a new plan to tighten control of the border, expanding state power to enforce immigration law. Well, there's no greater threat to the country than what we're facing today with the cartels. But the proposal could put the state in conflict with the federal government. We dig into the plan and the court battles likely to come. It's supposed to be one of the big races on next year's ballot, but so far, no one is challenging Ted Cruz for Senate. We look at which Democrats could step up and what's holding them back. Our investigation found nearly a million Texans can't renew their driver's license due to unpaid tickets. Now, two state lawmakers are pushing for change, why their plan is also facing backlash. Produced from the Capitol in Austin and airing statewide, This is the award-winning State of Texas. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Josh Hinkle. Some Texas lawmakers want to tighten control of the border with a new state law. The proposal discussed at the state capitol Thursday could set the state up for a showdown with the federal government. As Capitol reporter Ryan Chandler tells us, it's the latest effort for those who feel the feds are dropping the ball. We've never seen the border in the shape that it's in. The urgency is clear. Well, there's no greater threat to the country than what we're facing today with the cartels. But the responsibility is contentious. The Texas Senate on Thursday considering a bill to take border enforcement into state hands by creating a new state-level offense for illegal crossings. The authority has been manipulated by the federal government forcing Texas to try and come up with solutions. Texas sheriffs say both federal and local law enforcement benefit from state cooperation. So we rely on the state resources as well as the border patrol resources because there's time that they're first responders before we can get there and vice versa. The southern border is the federal government's purview, but some lawmakers here argue it's now their problem. That's why they filed a series of bills to test the limits of state power and perhaps invite a federal challenge. It's an inherent responsibility that's in law, codified in federal law, who has a responsibility for that. And and so I I just don't see how um, the state will be able to overcome that. At least not under current law. And that just might be the point. I think Texas has a a tremendous argument uh, right now uh, in federal court on the way that the border has been handled by this administration. Uh, leading us uh, with very little choice but to try and make changes to the federal law. Ryan Chandler, State of Texas. As you heard, supporters of the legislation expect a legal challenge if the bill passes. Ryan spoke with an immigration expert to get insight into how the bill conflicts with current federal law and why the legislation could lead to a Supreme Court case. These are all issues of preemption as to what state laws are preempted by federal law. And the general, it's a 1976 Supreme Court case called Decanus, which has defined all the limits of of, uh, preemption. And the most important limit is that if the federal government already has occupied a territory, like it has already said that it's a crime to cross the border legally under federal law, states cannot have a law in that field. It's been preempted by federal law. These are not... um dumb people filing these laws, right? In many cases, they are lawyers and they understand all of the arguments you're making. But they still think that there's some benefit to trying to pass these laws. What do you, what do you I mean, I think they're, they're kind of inviting a federal challenge here. What is the, you think, the end goal here? 
No, you're absolutely right. I mean, these are not dumb people. They're extremely smart people. And what they're doing is they are advancing talking points on an issue for which the country is highly polarized. And Texas sort of has become the ground zero of the polarization on immigration politics. They're walking straight into that. But they may also be testing the limits that, look, if we invite people to challenge this, this will go back to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court may, in their in their mind, have changed the composition since 2012. And they may hope that they will get some judges uh, which will be most sympathetic to Texas's provision in this case. The bill was left pending. It's not clear when senators on the committee will vote on whether to send the legislation to the full Senate. Also on Thursday, senators on the State Affairs Committee heard hours of public testimony about bills that would put new restrictions on drag performances. Senate Bill 12 would ban drag shows at businesses in the presence of anyone under 18. A violation would lead to a fine of up to $10,000. Senate Bill 1601 targets things like Drag Queen Story Hour, for children. It would strip state funding to municipal libraries that host events like that. Supporters say it's about protecting children from being exposed to sexually explicit content. The bill's author laid out his position early in the hearing. Drag shows are sexually explicit and expose children to issues of sexuality and identity that should be reserved for adults. And while drag shows have received the most media attention, Senate Bill 12 is not limited to this type of sexually oriented performance. Drag shows today may be replaced by other types of harmful performances in the future. And SB 12 applies to all and will protect children from sexually oriented performances in general. Most of the people who came to testify were opposed to the bills. Some of those who spoke challenged Senator Hughes' belief that drag shows are inherently explicit. This bill should be more concerned about the content of the performances rather than the sex or gender of the performance performers. None of us want to have children at our drag shows at the gay bar at 11 p.m. on a Friday night, and there are already laws preventing that from happening, but we do want to continue our events like drag story times that are intentionally modified to be appropriate for children. Drag is simply a form of art, and like any form of art, it can be produced by many different kinds of people and be modified for different kinds of audiences. Committee members did not vote on the bill after hearing nearly four hours of testimony. We should point out that the bill is on Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's list of priorities, which means it's likely to pass in the Senate. Texas is less than a year away from the March 2024 primary, but right now, no Democrat has stepped up to challenge the Republican Ted Cruz. Why challengers are being cautious and who could step up? Judges in Texas could soon have broader power to deny bond for people accused of violent crimes. We look closer at the support and opposition to the plan and why voters will have the ultimate say. Right now, thousands of Texans with unpaid traffic tickets cannot get their driver's license renewed. How a new bill could end that policy, why critics of that proposal are pushing back. Voters will decide next year who will represent Texas in the Senate, but right now no one has stepped up to challenge incumbent Republican Ted Cruz. We are less than one year away from the primary election, and it's still unclear which Democrats will jump in the race. Will Dupree takes a deeper dive into the names being floated as potential candidates. 
the only person running the race for Texas Senate is Ted Cruz. There's not anything more important. A year out from the primary, some conservatives are confident issues like border security and inflation will help Cruz get a third term. Certainly the environment in the 2024 uh, election is likely going to be more favorable for Senator Cruz's re-election than was the election in 2018. However, the well-known incumbent came within two percentage points of losing back in 2018. And right now, voters are not too happy with the job he's doing in D.C. Out of these six Republican leaders, a poll conducted last month by the Texas Politics Project showed Cruz with the highest disapproval rating at 46 percent. Ultimately, what this means is that his numbers may look a little bit skewed in the negative direction, but amongst the voters that Cruz is most focused on, Republican voters, his approval ratings remain as high as anybody's, save for the governor. Cruz's unpopularity may create an opening for a Democrat, but no one is jumping in yet. Reporting from the Dallas Morning News revealed a possible run for Congressman Cullen Allred. He could be a very strong candidate, and the fact that he is in Congress already means he has access to federal money federal PACs and such that could uh, buy in his race. Democratic analyst Ed Espinoza says it's possible. A lot of people were impacted. The mayor of Texas's largest city, Sylvester Turner, might run since he is leaving office this year because of term limits. He also mentioned the Castro brothers, Julian and Joaquin, as potential candidates too. They are also mentioned every time a statewide race comes up, and it's not always what they choose to do. So will this time be different? We shall see. None of these men would share any comment about their futures. But one thing is for certain. Go, 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 go. Cruz won't be running alone for long. Will Dupree, State of Texas. Recent history shows that fundraising will play a major factor in the Senate race. The contest in 2018 between Cruz and Democrat Beto O'Rourke was the most expensive Senate race in Texas history. Campaign finance records show that Cruz spent close to $45.6 million. O'Rourke spent much more, just over $79 million. The combined total was almost double the amount spent in the 2020 Senate race between Republican John Cornyn and Democrat MJ Hager. These penalties are greatly needed. Parolees with ankle monitors committing crimes across Texas. How state lawmakers are considering stiffer punishment in the name of public safety. Concerns at the Capitol about a patient safety crisis. The response to our investigation into doctors who are still practicing after having their licenses suspended or revoked in other states. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Lawmakers moved closer to creating tougher penalties for people on parole, bail, or house arrest who cut off their ankle monitor. State senators passed a bill to make it a felony to remove or disable a tracking device. Brianna Hollis reports on why lawmakers and police say the legislation is crucial to public safety. 
Senate Bill 1004 makes it a crime for a person to knowingly remove or disable an ankle monitor tracking device that they're required to wear as a condition of house arrest, parole, or release on bail. According to the bill's author, State Senator Joan Huffman, more than 75,000 people in Texas are currently on some sort of parole. More than 4,000 of them have ankle monitors, and in the past year, about 1,100 monitors were tampered with. Sadly, we have seen the recent news stories of individuals who cut or disable their ankle monitors and subsequently commit violent crimes. We've covered some of those stories. Police say four teenagers are involved in at least nine robberies, most of them in North Austin. In this robbery spree that ended at the domain last year, for example, police say one of the suspects cut off his ankle monitor two days after getting released from juvenile custody, less than a month before he allegedly took part in the robberies. And as we're trying to move away from incarceration, we're trying to utilize technology. But now we're finding the more we use that, the more we have people trying to foil those methods. According to the witness list for the bill, no one spoke in opposition of it, and about a dozen people either testified or went on record in favor of it. And hopefully it will send a message out to offenders that you will be held criminally accountable. Brianna Hollis, State of Texas. The Senate bill will now go to a House committee, but House members are also considering a different bill addressing ankle monitors. Democrat Rafael Anchia filed House Bill 3549 in response to a shooting at a Dallas hospital that killed two health care workers. The accused shooter is a violent criminal on parole who was wearing an ankle monitor. Police say he had previously cut off his monitor but served only 100 days in custody before being granted parole again. Like the Senate bill, Anchia's legislation would make it a felony to cut off an ankle monitor. His bill also requires someone found guilty of the crime to serve the rest of their original sentence behind bars. The bill had a hearing Tuesday. It's still pending in committee. Texas voters could decide whether to give judges more power to deny bail for people accused of violent crimes or sex crimes. Senators last week passed a proposed amendment to the Texas Constitution. It is a tool in the most extreme cases when individuals have shown that they need to be away from the public while they are awaiting their trial. The amendment would give judges broader ability to deny bail if they determine doing so would risk the safety of the community or the likelihood the suspect would appear in court. But opponents say judges already have that discretion and worry this will negatively affect due process rights. We fear that vastly expanding judicial power to keep people incarcerated uh, before their trial uh, while they're presumed innocent will result in many, many more people across the state of Texas being incarcerated. The measure now goes to the House. If approved, voters will have the ultimate say in a constitutional amendment election in November. Texas lawmakers this week heard testimony on a bill to require people in jail who need mental competency help to be transferred to a treatment facility within three weeks of a court order. Austin State Representative Gina Hinojosa laid out HB 479 for the House Corrections Committee. She called the wait list for a state hospital bed a crisis. This follows our investigation revealing people in some cases wait years for help. New data we've analyzed shows the wait list holding steady now at a near record high of around 2,500 people. You can find links to our mental competency investigation right now in this story in the Texas politics section of our website. A major update this week to our still practicing investigations. It's been 13 months since our team found doctors with licenses suspended or revoked in other states.
They were practicing in Texas with clean records on their public profiles. Now, as investigator Matt Grant explains, lawmakers are debating a bill to change that. On a cloudy day at the Texas Capitol, a bright spot for patient safety. KXAN uncovered a problem, brought it to my attention. We discussed it. I met with policyholders. We've come together to form, I think, a piece of legislation that can make a meaningful impact. In response to our investigations, Democratic State Representative Julie Johnson filed House Bill 1998. It would require the Texas Medical Board to continually search the National Practitioner Data Bank for up-to-date disciplinary and criminal records, ensuring it's made public faster and stopping doctors with licenses revoked in other states from practicing here. Your reporting, Matt, has brought a lot of troubling facts to light. The Texas Medical Board was caught asleep at the switch and we need to make sure that they're doing their job. Where Wendell is executive director of the nonprofit Texas Watch. He says there's a patient safety crisis and urged lawmakers at a House Public Health Committee hearing to pass the bill. Matt Grant uh, with KXAN has done yeoman's work in identifying problems at the medical board, finding at least 50 doctors, nearly 50 doctors, who had problems in other states but were practicing here in Texas, and we're unaware of that as members of the public. Why? because the Texas Medical Board wasn't doing their job. The Texas Hospital Association said it has concerns over a requirement to report disciplinary actions lasting less than 30 days to the state, saying it would have an impact if hospitals had to report minor infractions. For Johnson, it's about transparency. And the public has a right to know. Representative Johnson's revelation that the Texas Medical Board has not only been receptive of her bill, but helped collaborate on it is new. Officially, the TMB's position is that it doesn't comment on pending legislation. Matt Grant, State of Texas. Representative Johnson said the Texas Medical Board blamed funding and staffing problems for not being able to keep its physician portal up to date. You can see more of our coverage of this issue right now on our website. Just look for the links to our Still Practicing series now in the Texas Politics section of our site or scan the QR code on your screen to take you directly to the page. State lawmakers want to end a program that lets judges block driver's license renewals over unpaid tickets, but others are pushing back. I think all that's going to do is that's going to encourage people not to come to court. The conflict playing out after our Trapped by Tickets investigation next. Two state lawmakers are taking action after our investigation into a program blocking nearly a million Texans from renewing their driver's license over unpaid traffic tickets. Investigator Kelly Wiley looks into the proposals at the Capitol that could put an end to the failure to appear and pay program. impacting thousands of Texas drivers now under fire after a KXAN investigation revealed nearly a million current court orders sent to a DPS vendor Omnibase to block drivers from getting their licenses renewed. State law gives judges the power to do that until those drivers pay unpaid parking and traffic tickets. That system, critics say, leaves some of the state's poorest drivers in debt without a license for years and at risk for more charges and even jail time if they get on the road. I felt like I'm climbing the hill. Following our investigation, Representative Diego Bernal filed a bill to repeal the failure to pay and appear program and to stop use of that third-party vendor Omnibase, which we found adds fees when names are entered into its system. I think a cynical person could pull back and say, 
This just looks like a way for them to make more money. Senator Nathan Johnson is taking a different approach, filing a bill to require judges to stop blocking people from renewing their license if they start payment plans or community service. What I'm trying to do is make sure that if somebody already is complying with the program, they're not finished, but they're starting to make payments, they can get their license back. How else are they going to make the payments if they can't drive to work? Judge Brian Holloman with the Texas Municipal Courts Association says he fears the legislation will threaten the tools courts have to bring in traffic violators. There are some circumstances where someone has, is doing the things that they can do and the judge doesn't remove that hold until they completely comply with that judgment. And in those circumstances, perhaps the, the judge should look at doing something different. The intent of Senate Bill 270, I think all that's going to do is that's going to encourage people not to come to court, not try to, to resolve their, their outstanding judgments. The scenario occurred where both Senator Johnson's bill and Representative Bernal's bill passed, then there would be no enforcement authority by a municipal judge or a justice of the peace. Data obtained from DPS shows in October of last year, there were active orders from Texas municipal judges and justices of the peace to deny driver's license renewals to nearly 1 million people. DPS officials say nearly half of those people have a license that's already expired and they're not allowed to renew until they pay off their tickets. Kelly, thank you. We will be following what happens with both bills as they move through the legislature. You can watch our original Trapped by Tickets investigation right now on our website. Just look for the link in this story in the Texas politics section. Thank you again for joining us for State of Texas. I'm Josh Hinkle. We'll be back next week to bring you an in-depth look at Texas politics.